You are listening to the To and Out CFL Podcast, a proud member of the Canadian Football Podcast Network. If I could once a month just get injected with different strains of the flu and lose 10 pounds a month, man, I'd be laughing by the end of the year. You want to know how to get the flu once a month? Just have a kid. (laughs) Grab some poutine and a double-double. It's time for the Two and Out CFL Podcast. Now they have to kick it out, and they do! Every week, Travis Cura. Does anybody still care about this podcast? And Brazilian Tide. Hunters are people, too. Talk fantasy football. Bring you the latest in CFL news and sprinkle in a little bit of nonsense. Are you kidding? This is unbelievable! Ready. Set. Hook. And we are part of the Alberta Podcast Network, powered by ATB. Brazilian Thai, I learn more and more about you every single day. I didn't know it was possible. Mm-hmm. We've known each other since grade 7 or grade 8 or whatever it was. Uh, Happy New mm-hmm. Year, by the way. But it, it seemed like you dedicated your entire Christmas break to trying new things. And it... It... It's, it was scary. At the same time, it pissed me off. Because you've wasted so much time being picky about certain things? I could have been eating butter tarts for the last 31 years. Yep. With or without raisins. You like uh, them with the raisins, too. I, I, I don't hate them. Um, yeah, like, what the hell was I thinking? And why didn't my mom force me to eat one? So maybe it's kind of her fault, too. <laughs> like, it's not all on me. Also... You're a big fan of The Bachelor? You didn't Maybe. think I was going to bring this up, did you? I I wasn't. Well, no. I thought you'd kind of just let it slide. <laughs> you said it like three seconds before we, we hit record. <laughs> well, we were talking about weather days. I'm like, well, what am I going to watch on TV all day? It's like I can binge watch The Bachelor. Is there a reason why... Is this like season like 24 or something like that? Like, have you been with it the whole time? No, I haven't been. Um, I, when I lived in Fort Sask for work with our buddy, Nick and his now wife, Tegan, uh, they were watching, I believe at that point it was the bachelorette. And there was still a little bit of drama with having 30 guys around and I didn't watch it religiously, but you know, it would be on when I, when I would be in the living room and I couldn't help but watch and just laugh. Now, with 30 women around, it's even more dramatic and more hilarious. <laughs> <It's> and like... <laughs> now, and, but, but the best part is, is that the guy who's the bachelor, he's been the bachelorette, right? He's right. one of the guys. He finished third. Her, the guy she picked, already had a girlfriend. You know far too much. <laughs> the, the guy who finished second, would, they went on like one day, it didn't work out. She never called this guy. She's on the show now. So I don't even get what the point of this season is. They're, they're, they're just setting it up so they get together. Wow. This is, this is the exact content that got us nominated for a Canadian podcast award. If, if this is what got us nominated, I like. I can watch way more TV if I need to. <laughs> That's pretty cool, and it's a true story. We're nominated in the Outstanding Sports Series for a Canadian Podcast Award. Voting is open now. I believe voting goes to February 18th, and then the awards dinners in Toronto on February 23rd. So we find out the big day if we uh, win our first Canadian Podcast Award. But it's cool to be nominated. 
Do we get to go to the dinner? Well, I think, Ty, I, I think it's on you if you want to go. I, I can't make Toronto that weekend, but if you want to go, you're I, more than willing. Uh, you're more than able to represent two and out. I don't know why I just said that. I don't know if I believe that. <laughs> just think about the words that just came out of your mouth because you will rue the day. <laughs> We will get to some football talk. This episode of Two and Out is brought to you by Park Power, a provider of electricity and natural gas in Alberta that offers low rates, awesome service, and profit sharing with local charities. And with the mercury hitting, I think I saw in Red Deer anyway, minus 32 is the low like Saturday night and Sunday night. That natural gas is pretty uh, important. <laughs> yeah, it's not a bad thing. Uh, we're supposed to be at minus 31 without the wind during the day uh, on Friday, Saturday, Sunday area. So That's I'm crisp. really hoping that uh, I'm really hoping they're like, yeah, we'll probably not work those days, but I'm thinking we will. Yeah, Red Deer on Sunday, we got a high of minus 27. It's a scorcher. Oh, shorts weather. <laughs> book, book the cruise down the Red Deer River. In Alberta, you do get to choose who you buy your energy from. If you switch retailers, nothing changes about the delivery of electricity or natural gas to your home or business. If you have an existing contract, you're going to want to find out the terms for leaving. If you don't, then it's even easier to sign up for Park Power. I speak from experience. I did this, I think, back in September. You're, it's illegal to be charged two energy bills at the same time, so it kind of takes care of itself. The choice is yours, and there's a better deal available to you. Learn more at parkpower.ca. In the huddle with Karan Tai on the Two and Out podcast. Well, the CFL news just does not stop at all. I guess we could start by saying that the collective bargaining agreement is now public, and I'm not going to lie to you. I am not going to read this thing. <laughs> it, it's 123 pages. Actually, that's not that bad. Uh, single spaced. Yeah, but and then legal words will have no idea what they mean. And six pages of it are the front page and the contents. Okay, so 117 pages, single-spaced, uh, with a bunch of addendums and crap that we won't understand. Yeah, so maybe we should not <laughs> read it. <laughs> we'll, we'll get our lawyer to look at it. Yeah, that's exactly what we'll do. We, we could mention, though, that the ratio is up to mm -hmm. 10 national players, and a maximum of those 10 can be three veteran Americans. So this was sort of talked about last off season. There wasn't really any clarity at all, but now that it's public, that's what it is. And uh, I, I can't say I disagree with it. I think that's pretty cool. Well, yeah, and you know, it, if the player is good enough, uh, where teams want to keep him, it's an added incentive uh, for players to stick with their teams. It's three years with one team or four, te four years in the league total. And I, I'm, I'm assuming it's three consecutive years uh, on the team. Um, you know, guys that stay and, and want to play here, uh, you know, it gives the team, like I said, it gives the teams an added incentive to, to keep a roster together, and we don't have the turnover or, you know, the chance of having a turnover like we see 
every it seems every other year, uh, you know, with a lot of one and two year deals being signed, uh, it, it helps, you know, to sell players uh, as you know faces of the league, and it helps with fans knowing, you know, a lot of their roster instead of having to figure out who all these guys are uh, every every training camp and preseason uh, coming in with all the new faces. And I think one of the incentives, in theory, that teams had to sign players for longer deals and for players to sign those deals was the NFL window. If Mm -hmm. they were going to sign multi-year deals and only be eligible to try the NFL after the deal, then no, they're going to keep signing the one-year deals. But that NFL Mm -hmm. window became a mess in December, and it's still not figured out. And Ty, it looks like it's all to do with the NFLPA, who they don't want players on tryouts who have CFL contracts to be able to revert to to revert to CFL teams if the tryout is unsuccessful. That really so they doesn't just want guys to be sitting around not playing football. That's what it doesn't really make sense to me. If it's unsuccessful, then. Why shouldn't why they be care? able to go back? Yeah. Then, the, then why do you care where they're playing? You obviously didn't want them in the first place. Um, you know, and now with the, you know, the AAF folded, uh, the XFL with their rules, stuff is going to be a, a different, and, you know, CFL is a different game too, but, I mean, the XFL, I don't see it being a feeder system to the NFL like, you know, they, they had set up the AAF to be. Um, you know, why not? Like, why do you, I, I just don't get why you care if a guy's under contract, which means he can go back. It's not like he's not going to try hard in a, in a tryout. Yeah. I mean, on the practice roster in the NFL, he's going to make more than he would playing in the CFL. We know that. They know that. That's that's the reality of it. Um, so to say, well, yeah, we don't want them to be able to revert to the CFL. How does that affect you at all if you were not going to sign them? Uh that being said, the CFL obviously didn't do a lot of their due diligence uh, when they reopened the NFL window, uh, talking to them and seeing what their plan would be. Because, uh, yeah, it's great to, to have this window and the opportunity, but the teams have no idea what's going on. Uh, the players don't. Uh, you know, we see guys like James Wilder, not James Wilder Jr., sorry, Trey Roberson, you know, just wants a chance. And, you know, under contract, he can't. Uh, so, you know, you see a lot of guys with expiring deals, they get released so they can go and do their own thing. But uh, this this needs to get figured out sooner rather than later because it, it's going to be a bargain, not a bargaining chip, but, you know, something that teams can sell. Be like, if you play well enough, you could get a look and, and you can go. And there's not going to be any, you know, ill effects or, or stuff like that to your career here. And if it doesn't work out, you can always come back. Dave Dickinson is on record saying that, yeah, he's not a fan of the NFL window, and that's probably why they were hanging on to Trey Roberson mm-hmm. for so long. But you look well, at- if you're if you're a coach or a GM in the CFL, I don't see how you could be a fan yeah. because you're literally losing your best players. That goes without saying. I think that's probably one of the concessions that the GMs and coaches had to probably give up in the CBA, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Well, it, you, you know, Coaches and GMs and, and fans are going to bitch about the one- or two-year deals, but players want to have that chance that if there is an opportunity down south to get to go, and you know if you're signed to a four-year deal, it's basically your SOL. 
And the contracts are one-year deals because guys get released yeah. nonstop before signing bonuses and all that anyway. <laughs> oh, yeah, let's not even get into that. <laughs> um, it's been a who's who of CFL All-Stars from this past season that have been getting released and allowed to pursue NFL opportunities. I think that mm-hmm. that uh, is a goodwill move by teams. I think players will probably look, you know what, these guys let me go. I, I think I'd be willing to come back and play for them if things don't work out in the NFL. That's what we thought about Andy Fantuz. Yeah. <laughs> hey, he did come back for like, what, three games? <laughs> yeah, I guess. Uh, Chris Edwards of the BC Lions. I, I mean, those penalties, they work in the NFL too. Um, Reggie Bagleton. <laughs> why, why did you take that joke from me? It's not fair. <laughs> Reggie Bagleton, uh, he signed with the Packers. Derek Moncrief of the Riders. He's basically twins with uh, Sam Aguavin, so I, I think he's going to do well in the NFL. Trey Roberson's having some workouts. Winston Rose has put pen to paper with the Bengals. Marcus. Okay, okay. Okay, those three are making the Bengals next year because they cannot be any more dog crap than they were this year. They probably could. <laughs> uh, Marcus Sales with the Vikings, Braylon Addison. I think William Stanback was looking at the Raiders as well as uh, Nick Usher of the Eskimos. Who doesn't want to live in Vegas? I know. that That is a, an attractive uh, and dangerous thing. <laughs> Yeah, well, that's very fair. (laughs) Uh, Let's go to Montreal, where I was a bit surprised that Patrick Boivin is no longer the president and CEO of the Montreal Alouettes. He had been through this whole whole fiasco, this whole ownership Mm. process, and then, you know, three days before they announced new owners, they announced that he's no longer with the team. Yes, they have new owners in Montreal, Sid Spiegel and Gary Stern. They are uh, the owners of SNS Sports Co. They're based in Ontario. And the shocking thing I found about this, it all basically came together after the Grey Cup. So what was going yeah. on during the season? I, I think... The league wanted to make sure that they had the ownership group they wanted, and I just think that, you know, whether it be the Wentenhall still being involved or the Lenkoff brothers, the CFL just wasn't fully sold on those guys. And, you know, these guys come in and, and, you know, they have a business outside of this. Yeah. And I'm sure a lot of other ownership groups do too, but, I mean, they, they, they I, I would like to believe that the CFL has done their due diligence with this. And even even though it came together quickly – uh, you know, it, it seems like it could be a good fit. And I'm sure one of the things that was, you know, part of maybe the conditions is that, you know, this this group in the in the front office, or maybe not front office, but, you know, Kahari Jones and, and guys like that have to stay on because that's what you need. You need to have some continuity. Uh, we can't just be, you know, flipping, flipping coaching staff and roster uh, just because we got new owners. These guys must have put up a pretty good case to be the owners for it to come together uh, this Mm -hmm. quickly. Uh, The best quote from the press conference, and I think you know where I'm going with this, is Mm -hmm. that... (laughs) They were asked since (laughs) they're... Do you know know, know what Neely's button says? Yes, I do. (laughs) (laughs) They were asked as... Ontario 
business owners, why not the Argos when they were available? And he basically said, with all due respect, the Argos suck. <laughs> yeah, and I know a select few people that they, they saw that quote and thought it was the greatest thing ever. I think it's hilarious. I, I want the Argos to I, do well, but I think it's funny for this guy to say that. <laughs> the fact that he is now an owner and he drops that soundbite just makes it even better. Yeah, normally, we don't have owners getting involved in this stuff. <laughs> no. Unless it's Jerry Jones, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so now we look to BC and that ownership situation. David Braley, Ugh. by the way, has been na- named to the Order of Canada. So, I mean, he's a prominent figure in this country, but I think it's mm-hmm. time for him to move on from the BC Lions, and hopefully that gets done in... Uh, I guess sooner rather than later. Uh, well, I I don't know how sooner it really, like, I mean, it's been, what, two years, three years that this has been? Oh, it's maybe been just, five. Just, <laughs> but, I mean, like, in serious consideration, like, just bandied about, right? It Yeah. It's just one of those things that, you know, this needs to get done. Uh, I, I know that he wants the input, he wants input on who, who he sells the team to, and I understand that. Uh, you know, he's owned two teams in this league, and and probably is one of the main reasons why this league is where it is. Uh, you know, it it would could have been an epic failure uh, without him. You know, the past thirty years, we could have seen a lot more. Uh, you know, tumultuous times for this league if it wasn't for David Braley. That that being said, it is time. Yeah. Uh, you know, the something needs to change there to reignite the fan base. And I'm not saying that, you know, that it's all Braley's fault. But, you know, a new ownership, a new look at things, you know, a new set of eyes. You know, they've got their coaching staff now. You know, start rebuilding this roster and get back to the playoffs and, and become a prominent team in this league. And the fans will hopefully start coming back. You are right. They do have the coaching staff set in BC now with only two returnees from last year. And that's the offensive line coach, Kelly Bates. Mm-hmm. And he only took Ooh. over around Labor Day. <laughs> and, and, and he turned that offensive line around. He did. Yeah. And a defensive backs coach, Ryan Phillips, which is basically a BC lions legend. There, Re- uh, Reg Dunlop. Yeah. Uh, Defensive line coach is Leroy Blue. He knows a thing or two about getting after the Mm -hmm. quarterback. And the OC is going to be Jordan Maximic, who was the OC in Edmonton last year. So Sergio Castillo or whoever's kicking the ball, they can uh, have a pretty sore leg by the end of the year, no? So he just flies under the radar. Everybody else blames Jason Moss for everything that went wrong in Edmonton. With the offense, with everything, nobody mentions the OC. That's living the dream. That that's the be- that is being a fifty goal scorer in Tampa Bay <laughs> or Arizona. Nobody, you can go out for supper every night. Nobody yeah. knows who the hell you are. They don't care. There's no state tax in Florida. You're making ten mil a year. <laughs> It's the best. And if I, I love the fact that you can do, you know, I mean, the Edmonton offense, they, they've done a really good job. Look what they did against Montreal in the East Semi. They, they had, mm-hmm. you know, a, a lot of promise. But 
when things go wrong and you don't take any of the blame, man. I that that's every relationship I've ever had. <laughs> Except I take all the blame, so like she gets none of it. <laughs> the CFL GM. You, you were you were at the wedding in February. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> that went over well. The CFL GM meetings for this week, and we're going to be having a number of other teams announcing their coaching staffs very soon here. At least you're hoping so, because uh, free agency opens up on February 11th, and we're waiting on Edmonton, Toronto, and Ottawa uh, to announce the rest of their staffs. Uh, Ottawa, I think most of it is set, but Edmonton and Toronto uh, there's a lot of questions with those two teams. A lot of questions, but to be fair, you know, head coaches are done. They can start setting up their staffs, and maybe they're going to wait until. And I, I, I don't know, but maybe they wait until you know they get their free agent signed, and then decide who they want to bring in for that, for for those coordinator positions and and those position coaches. I, I don't know. That's, that's just a theory. But, I mean, it's not like a team is going to free agency or the draft without a coach or GM again. Hey, they won the Grey Cup that year, though, no? That, yeah, <laughs> but, I mean, there's an exception to every rule. That just proves the rule. <laughs> the Red Blacks have acquired Nick Arbuckle's rights from Calgary with hopes of getting him signed before free agency. Of course, if they do get him signed, they end up getting Ottawa's first-round pick, which is the first overall pick in Mm -hmm. the draft. And a lot of times that pick has been very polarizing. Sometimes when you get to the second and third, fourth rounds, those are the guys that are really the valuable Canadians. And then the first pick, you just want to look at the guy with the pedigree, the talent, and a lot of times no. it just doesn't really work first, out. But I don't think First Calgary... overall pick, you look at who his agent is. Yeah, that too. <laughs> I don't think Calgary would fall into that uh, trap, though. I really don't think John Huffnagel would go for... Something that's not going to help his team. No, and I, I think that they would be drafting a guy that they would draft at the position they were at anyway. Yeah, probably. They're, they're not one of those teams. Like, they will draft guys that they know will come, that are that you know are not plug and play, but you know are athletes, not just football players, and and they can they can serve a lot of purposes on a football team. Bolivar Mitchell has undergone a procedure to remove. Now they were saying it was pretty, you know, a simple procedure. But Jermaine Franklin today said it was a little bit more complicated than just removing a cyst from his shoulder. He's not going to be throwing a ball until April. Um, middle of May is when training camps open. He's hoping to be ready for training camp, but things could be a bit touch and go for the mm-hmm. Calgary uh, quarterback position as the season starts. I know when Bo gets in there, it almost uh, he did it this year when he didn't play for six games or whatever. It looked like he never really missed a beat at all. Mm-hmm. He has the talent to do that, but without Nick Arbuckle, who knows if they'll be able to play 500 football without a proven backup at this point. And that was the point I was going to bring up. It's not like the last couple of years where they had a backup that could come in, 
you know, win games or, you know, stay at five, keep them in the hunt, right? Yeah. They don't have that anymore. So they really got to hope that, A, maybe in free agency they find somebody. I mean, there there are backups out there. Whether or not they can play 500 ball for you, I don't know. But, you know, it, it, the, playing quarterback for the Calgary St. Peters is like playing left wing in the queue. You can score, anybody can score 60 goals. Anybody can win games with, with the Stampeders as a quarterback. It's it's just one of those things that this just seems to not matter who they have under center. They can win football games. If you've got and a head on your shoulders, you could be able to do it. Right? Like the system, the the personnel they have there, the depth, it, it just does not matter. Uh, but it's not as secure as it was last year. And granted, we didn't really know what Nick Arbuckle could do, and he proved it. During the season, yeah, uh, and and we could see that again, or they could, you know, depending on how this next month goes with Bolivar Mitchell, they'll they'll obviously keep pretty close tabs on him. They'll know if they have to go after somebody in free agency or not, and I think that'll be a telling factor as to how well his recovery is coming, as to what they do at the quarterback position uh, with free agents. What the heck's Toronto going to do? <laughs> uh, bring in nine guys, play seven of them in one game, uh, still pick uh, McLeod Bethel-Thompson, have a backup that, you know, probably should be starting to get him, you know, reps because he's your future and have McLeod Bethel-Thompson on the bench, but you have to start winning football games at some point. Like as far as I'm concerned, it's got to be it's got to be O'Connor starting. I don't think it will be, but that's what it should be. Well, it's got to be Matt Nichols or Zach Kalaros. Okay, I Matt Nichols would thrive in Toronto. He might with like just seven yard passes to SJ Green all day long. If they've got a good old line, <laughs> yeah, like, it, he might well, succeed there. Could he win back-to-back Grey Cups with two different teams? <laughs> Not playing? Dakota Prukop wins the Grey Cup? <laughs> oh, my God. In Travis. Hamilton, uh, Orlando Steinauer says there should be a competition for the number one starting job. Mm-hmm. I'll be honest. I was quite surprised that they re-signed Jeremiah Mazzoli. Um, of course, the competition is contingent on if Mazzoli is healthy. They've re-signed him and restructured Dane Evans' contract. So Hamilton fans, they've got to be really happy. I know the season, it's always tough when you lose in the Grey Cup because it's almost like the rest of it, it, it doesn't really matter. But the first year with Steinauer, they've re-signed Condell and Washington. They've kept things going and... Dane Evans is still very young. I, I think we have not mm-hmm. seen even close to the the best from Dane Evans yet in the CFL. It's a good quarterback situation in Hamilton, especially with Mazzoli to come back again. But you got to think that is going to be one of those things that would bring the cliched quarterback controversy into play. Possibly. That being said, Dane Evans prove that he could play in this league. Oh, yeah. We know Jeremiah Masoli can, so why not have a competition? And, you know, if you, if you lose that competition, it's not on the coaching staff, it's on you. You didn't play well enough. So you got nobody to be mad at but yourself. 
get and you know you have a chance to get better during the season and if there's a chance to take the job back then you have that opportunity that being said they can't have all the nice shiny things with Braylon Addison gone so I mean some weapons are gone for these quarterbacks but I mean with Tasker Banks uh, Mike Jones who gets forgotten because just nobody covers him it seems when he's well, 20 yards past Tasker's a free agent I guess yes Tasker's a free agent but I mean who's ever whoever wins this battle is still going to have weapons to succeed and you know if Masoli isn't healthy I don't think it's that much of a drop off going to Dane Evans I really don't right now well, they won 15 games, so <laughs> I, mean, yeah, I think I mean, it worked out. <laughs> I, I, I drank the Kool-Aid. If if Addison doesn't come back, then we see a bigger role from Jalen Marshall. We see a bigger role from mm-hmm. uh, Marcus Tucker. Those guys yep. had big games last year and, or big K- moments, Kalinich too. Kalinich could get more, more looks, too, as a Canadian. Yeah, David Ungerer was behind yep. Luke Tasker for a lot of the year. Maybe he has a bigger role with the Ticats last year. There's still going they, they to be... They all of a sudden have a crap ton of depth at the receiver position. Yeah, and hopefully Montreal can build off of last year, and that battle mm-hmm. for first in the mm-hmm. East is going to be a fun one to watch. Mm-hmm. And maybe Toronto rebounds and actually makes the division relevant. Well, here's a question, too. Did the Bombers maybe change the game when it came to the tandem quarterback system, and could the Ticats use Mazzoli and Evans that way? Uh, I don't know if Mazzoli will be willing to run I as much know. as uh, Strevler, but... Uh, yeah, that, Strevler's a he's different a, yeah. animal. He's a different <laughs> breed. I don't know what he is. <laughs> he's, I don't know if he's like, hungover or still drunk or what, but... Oh, he's still partying. Like, when he was limping at Grey Cup, all I could think to myself was, I'm, I was like, there's no way that I could be out there. Like, I'm pretty sure I broke my thumb in May, and it still hurts now that it since it's gotten colder, and I almost just want to quit every day at about 11 o'clock. And I don't even have to really work with my hands. I couldn't imagine running on a fractured ankle. Slash foot. Well, I had the flu last week, and I couldn't tell you my name. Oh, I can't believe you survived, dude! It was touch and go, and 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 Taylor just sat there. Hey, didn't even take care of you. Well, she went to work. Ugh. <laughs> See, when I no no, she should have called in sick. Like I cannot, I cannot get into the details of what I was going through because it would be really graphic. Uh, I'm pretty sure I have an idea. I've been there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was I'll tell you the I'll tell you the trick off air. Okay, okay. Awesome. But I, I it's a good weight loss program. Oh yeah. If I could once a month just get injected with different strains of the flu and lose ten pounds a month, man, I'd be laughing by the end of the year. You wanna know how to get the flu once a month? Just have a kid. <laughs> Speaking of the flu. This episode of Tune Out is also brought to you by Alberta Health Services. And they what a have, segue. They have an important message for you. We ask these children if they know when to go to emergency and when there are other options. If, like, your heart stopped beating. If you were really sick. If you were super-duper hurt, you'd come. They're there to treat people that are really sick or really hurt and they need attention right away. If you have an emergency, we're here to help. 
If it's not an emergency, you have options. Take control of your health. Call 811 or visit ahs.ca slash options. We've got some player transactions to roll through before we wrap up this episode of Two and Out. Edmonton has extended running back Shaq Cooper, but hasn't offered a new contract to C.J. Gable. I think there's a changing of the guard at running back in Edmonton, mm-hmm. and I think it was clear later mm-hmm. on even last year. They're, it seemed every team abandoned the run at some point last year, right? I mean, William Powell had a game where he had four rushing yards. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like, what? Uh, yeah, I, I think C.J. Gable's time is done in Edmonton. I mean, they extend Shaq Cooper, haven't even offered a new contract to Gable, or that, that we've heard. Uh, it just seems like, you know, a cheaper option, perhaps a more durable option. I mean, Gable has battled injury. Uh, and you know that gives them room to to add and and make changes at other positions. They've also extended Brian Walker for three seasons. He's only twenty four years old. He's only going to get better uh, at mm-hmm. that position for Edmonton. Kadeem Carey was extended through the twenty twenty one season at running back in Calgary. At times last year, he looked like he was going to challenge. Yeah, I, I think if he had the opportunity and stayed healthy, he could challenge for a rushing title in the CFL. Yep. And Don Jackson is a free agent. He might be on his way out in Calgary, but the Stampeders could never really run the ball last year. If they could figure out this year, and maybe Kadeem Carey is their guy going into 2020, uh, he mm-hmm. might be posed for a pretty nice season. If he is the feature back and stays healthy, uh, you know, I I don't see a reason why he can't get a thousand yards. Yeah, um, you the, watch the way that he the way that he's played. You watched Last Chance, you right? One hundred percent, all four seasons. All right, tell me about this Ronald Ollie. Um, there's a there's a reason that he was on Last Chance, you. Um, you know, it's not because he's not good at football. Uh. I wouldn't say that you can understand every word that comes out of his mouth either. <laughs> uh, he was also on uh, the Raiders hard knocks. He was at, he was with the Raiders in training camp. Uh, seemed pretty soft, got cut. Uh, he was battling a little bit of an injury, but just refused to do anything to treat that injury. Uh, wow. You know, not the sharp, not the sharpest tool in the shed. Got an attitude. He's uh, got a, like yeah, attitude, academic problems. There's a reason why he played JUCO. Uh, I'm not saying that all guys are like that. It's just that's there is a reason why he, in particular, played JUCO. Uh, that being said, he can get after a quarterback if he wants to. Uh, he was a force uh, at at East Mississippi State. Uh, that being said, he's gonna be playing against guys that are bigger, faster, stronger. Uh, so I don't know if that'll translate as much. Uh, but to bring him in. It, it, it's not costing you anything other than money. And uh, it's and another one of those things that puts the Argos on the map a little bit, right? It puts and, – and I had that discussion with our buddy, with a couple of our buddies today. You know, it, it, it costs you nothing but money, and it's free press. Yeah, just like uh, the YouTuber uh, last year, Donald yeah. De Hay. Uh The Riders – Who? <laughs> exactly. The Riders have extended three key players, Nick Marshall, Chad Jeter, and Dan Clark is a big one. I mean, there was mm-hmm. a time last spring 
when it looked like there was a chance he'd never get onto a football player or football field again, and now he's mm-hmm. re-upped with the green and white for two more seasons. Good for him. That's awesome. That, that's that's awesome. You know, to come back from what he came back from, uh, it's just one of those feel-good stories. And and two, if you can if you can keep re-upping guys on your own line, that you know you're not just re-upping for the sake of re-upping Tony Washington. Um, you know, it, it continuity on the O line and winning those O line or winning the, the the line of scrimmage battles is huge uh, in every game. And to have a guy like Dan Clark and, and you know get him extended and keep keep that group together because let's be honest, you have to work as a five man unit on the offensive line or else it's not going to work out. And and you know the longer guys play together and the more they play together, the better that unit becomes. The Cats have extended Mike Daly. The Bombers extended mm-hmm. Canadian running back Johnny Augustine. And former Bombers running back Timothy Flanders is with the Ottawa Red Blacks. You don't think Paul Lapolice sees that and says, I see a way I can use this guy. I, I, I think he could figure out a, a play or two for yeah. him. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking as well. That does it for this episode of Two and Out. Uh, Two more weeks. Let's do another one. And if there's no news, we'll just talk about The Bachelor for half an hour. How's that sound? Sounds delightful. (laughs) Um, Do have to say Merry Ukrainian Christmas. Yes. We did did crush some peta hay yesterday. (laughs) I I had chicken wings, though, because I didn't want to go to Superstore. I was almost vegan, except I had butter and uh, sour cream. I just had butter, and I, I didn't get onions either. Um, I went to the Telus World of Science over the Christmas break. Did you go to the Marvel thing? We Yes, we took uh, 10-year-old, I guess we'll call him my nephew. Uh, you know, it was pretty cool. Uh, I think me and his dad had way more fun. Like it was, it was a lot about Stan Lee and Jack Kirby. Uh, a lot about the history of Marvel more than just right. Marvel's like just stuff and like history of each character. And they had a bunch of costumes there. Uh, you know, some interactive stuff for the kids. Uh, it was super cool. Um, you know, it and it was only like forty bucks to get in. Like it's not too bad. And then you get you get admittance to the uh, rest of the science center as well. So I mean, we 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 uh, spent a couple hours in there and it was it was awesome. I had lots of fun. Minus the fact uh, that all weekend I spent it with four kids under the age of 13. How'd you do that? Uh, We both know how I did it. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I got an idea. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I woke up Boxing Day at 8.30 in the morning on a couch. I had no idea where I was. I'm like, oh, yeah, I got to go to Edmonton. So I went home and showered and napped and then came back. And uh, we left. It was actually with uh, John's in-laws that I went to Edmonton with, and we spent the weekend. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, SeatGiant.ca, if you need tickets for anything, sports or concerts, use the promo code APN. You're going to save 5% on your tickets and support the Alberta Podcast Network in the process. Yes, we're a part of the Alberta Podcast Network, powered by ATB. And yes, 2 and Out is up for a Canadian Podcast Award. If you're a Canadian podcaster... You're eligible to vote. Help us out. We'll find out the big news February 23rd. Have a good one. Rate, review, and subscribe on your favorite podcatcher, and we'll talk to you in a couple weeks. Thanks for listening. Find more great shows like this at CF Pod Network on Twitter.